Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, and today is Lagba Omer. Happy Lagba Omer. So um, Lagba Omer is a very special day in the Jewish calendar because every single thing about it is mysterious and complicated and uh, just simply unknown. Um, even the name is not quite so clear if it should be Lag Baomer or, I'm sorry, Lag Baomer or Lag Laomer. Not going to go into that right now. Um, but first of all, it is not mentioned anywhere in the Talmud, not anywhere during the early medieval period, no mention of Lag Baomer at all whatsoever until the Me'iri in the late 13th century. And here's what the Me'iri says. This is the earliest source we have about anything connected to this date of Lagba Omer. And it's as follows. The Talmud tells the following story, which in itself is highly um, uh, cryptic and mysterious. The Talmud says, famous passage in the Talmud, Yavomos, between Pesach and Shavuos, 12,000 pairs of students of Rabbi Akiva died because they did not show the proper respect one to the other. Okay, cryptic, mysterious, question on top of question, what does it mean? Um, but that's all the Gemara says. That's it. Only the Me'iri in the late 13th century says, for the first time, that on Lagba Omer, no one died. And because of that, some of the restrictions of the Omer period, such as, um, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant to say. So, on Lagba Omer, therefore, um, we do not ha allow any fast. We're not allowed to make it into a fast day. And the restriction on getting married from Pesach ends at Lagba Omer. That's what the Meiri says. That's it. But Nothing uh, about celebrating, nothing in any positive sense. That's the earliest source we have, which, by the way, is a fascinating lesson that I'll just mention now because it's worth uh, devoting time in, in, in depth. And that is, it's a fascinating lesson in how to, uh, in quotation marks, celebrate a day where nothing bad happened. I mean, <laughs> the Talmud is saying nobody died that day, and that's a reason for celebrating, which is a really important lesson, especially for us right now. Okay, now, the Shulchan Aruch, now remember, Code of Jewish Law, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, that's the early 1500s, records this, but again, nothing about celebrating, nothing about anything, any positive aspect. He just says, um, no, none of the restrictions of the Omer period apply on Lagba Omer. The Ramah, Rabbi Moshe Isilis, in the mid-1500s, uh, around the same time as the, as, as the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah Rabbi Moshe Isilis, living in Krakow, says, following words, simple words, simcha. we add a little bit of joy to the day. That is the first mention of any positive aspect of celebrating. So that's it. So we're talking about something that um, is a very recent innovation in the context of the Jewish calendar. 
So what is it? Why, why are we celebrating? What, what's the reason? Nope. And the, no, no one mentions any reason for positive uh, celebrating. So in modern times, there has uh, been a lot of attention developed to connecting Lagba Omer to a, uh, a, a person in the Talmud, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Shimon, the son of Yochai, also known by the acronym of his name, Rashbi. But again, that connection only starts in the modern era. And certain segments of the Jewish community, especially the Hasidic world and the Sephardic world, have embellished and enlarged this connection in recent years, in recent decades, um, to a rather amazing uh, extent. And that's a somewhat controversial subject, again, not really my subject for today, but um, that that subject, that that connection, which is is so w- heavily manifest today, is of very recent origin and uh, somewhat controversial uh, history. Now, there's another approach, less well known, and that is that Lagba Omer, according to this approach is the day that Bar Kokhba reconquered Yerushalayim. So, let's understand. The Romans destroyed the base of Migdash, the second temple, in about the year 70 of the current era. And uh, many Jews were exiled. Many Jews, Yerushalayim was destroyed. Many Jews moved to the northern part of Israel. And Yerushalayim was basically desolate. About approximately 60 years later, there was an uprising led by a man named Bar Kokhba. Maybe it's the same person referred to as Bar Koziva. That's not clear if that's the same person or a different person, maybe. Maybe Rabbi Akiva was connected in some strong way to Bar Kokhba. Again, not clear. But Bar Kokhba led this uprising. And what we do know is that his uprising, uh, remember, against Rome, who, who had conquered the world at that point uh, and was by far the dominant force in world geopolitics, Bar Kokhba re- led a rebellion that was actually quite uh, successful for quite a long time. And according to this approach, Lagba Omer is the date that Bar Kokhba was successful in regaining control of Yerushalayim. Again, of course, it was, it was temporary because um, although Bar Kokhba lasted about three years, which is pretty incredible considering he was up against the Roman army, finally the Romans came down on him, diverted forces from other parts of the world and kind of smushed him like a mosquito um, and uh, came down very, very hard on Israel and the Jewish people in the aftermath uh, of that. Um, but the, the suggestion is, and again, no firm evidence, but hints in certain sources. And by the way, all of the ideas, again, about Lagbomer are hints in certain sor- sources. Maybe it's connected to Bar Kokhba regaining control of Yerushalayim. Now, here's something that's fascinating from yesterday's news. So yesterday, there was an announcement of a recent discovery near the Kotel. The Israel Antiquities Authority announced yesterday 
that a coin minted during the Bar Kokhba revolt was found near the Kotel recently. The coin, okay, let me see if I can do this. Um, okay, I'm going to hold up. Okay, that's one side of the coin. Okay, and this is the other side of the coin. Now, I know it's hard to see like that, but one side of the coin has a cluster of grapes. That's the first one I, I showed you. And the words, year two of the freedom of Israel. One more time. Year two of the freedom of Israel. Again, we know that Barakakwa's revolt lasted about three years. But here's the kicker. On the second side is a picture of a palm tree. The second picture I showed you is a palm tree and the word Yerushalayim. Now, you should know that thousands of coins have been found in that area of the old city. Only four coins have been found near the Kotel from the time of Bar Kokhba, only four. And this is the only one that has the word Yerushalayim on it. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Certainly, it does not prove any connection to Lagba Omer. So I don't, not asserting that in any way whatsoever. However, it is certainly possible to infer that this coin is an indication that Bar Kokhba, in fact, did reconquer Yerushalayim at least for a certain amount of time. And we know that he had minted coins, but apparently, maybe, he had minted coins in honor of his retaking Yerushalayim and being in the second year of that and connecting it to uh, Yerushalayim. So celebrating our connection to Yerushalayim on Lagba Omer is really an intrinsic part of this day. So I invite you, take the opportunity, first of all, first of all, stay home. Second of all, uh, be careful about social distancing. But maybe you could take a little walk around your balcony or in a, in a, get a little fresh air, um, enjoy some music today, enjoy the day, and uh, celebrate. Uh, if you want to celebrate Rabbi Shem Yochai, be my guest, but also celebrate our eternal connection to Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful day.